presenting the transcription feature, Superman. And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with physical powers far beyond those of ordinary men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. Assigned to the job of interviewing Sidney Rycroft, British explorer, who had come to America on a lecture tour, Clark Kent discovered the explorer to be a woman, not a man, as he had thought. Miss Rycroft invited Kent and Jimmy to the theater that night to see the performance of a magician named Gambini. As his performance drew to a close, Gambini invited Miss Rycroft to come up on the stage and help him perform a trick of illusion. Placing her in a box, he sealed it and then caused it to disappear. Then, to the astonishment of Kent and Jimmy, Gambini said goodnight and walked off the stage without bringing back the vanished Miss Rycroft. As we join them now, Kent and Jimmy are on their way backstage to see what happened to Miss Rycroft and Gambini. Listen. All we do is book to see a Sidney Rycroft, a British explorer, to interview him for the paper. First of all, Sidney Rycroft turns out to be a woman, and then we discover that she's being pursued by some Egyptian fantastics. Uh, fanatics, Jimmy. Egyptian fanatics, because she broke the seal of the tomb of Osiris. And now a magician makes her disappear and doesn't bring her back again. Gosh, I wish I was Superman or somebody like that. So I could keep up with all these things that happened to us. You're doing all right. Well, here's the street. We'll go around to the stage door. Okay. Gee, I don't know what you're hurrying for, Mr. Kent. Even if the great Gambini wanted to get away, he wouldn't be able to do it this quickly. Well, I'm just not taking any chances, Jim. Ah, here's the stage door. Now to find out if my hunch about Miss Rycroft is right or not. Hmm. The door seems to be locked. Well, we'll knock. Funny. Nobody answers. Well, we'll just keep knocking till someone does answer. I certainly can't understand this. Stage doors are usually open, and you don't have to... Wait. Door's opening. Look. There's an old man standing there. Yes? What do you want? I want to see the great Gambini. Who'd you say? The great Gambini. The magician who played here tonight. Uh, just a minute, young fella. This is some kind of a joke. I don't see anything funny about it. I want to see... The, the... great Gambini, yes, yes, I know. I don't know who's kidding you, young fella. In case you don't know it, I'm telling you now. The great Gambini hasn't played this theater in ten years. What's he saying? Last time the great Gambini played here was back in 1924, 25 thereabouts. Matter of fact, we ain't had a performance in this theater for nigh on two years. Well, you're out of your mind. Well, we just this minute saw the wind-up of his performance inside the theater. Yeah, he put a friend of ours in a box, Miss Rycroft. He made her disappear, but he didn't make her come back again. Yes, yes, of course. Well, you'll probably find her on the moon. Good night, dear. Now, wait a minute. Not so fast. Stop holding that door. The great Gambini is inside there, and I'm going to see him. Now, get out of my way. Come on, Jim. Holy mackerel, Mr. Kent. It's the dust in here. This place looks as if it hasn't been used in years. Well, what have I been telling you? This theater has been closed for two years almost. It looks like it, all right. Dust on these floors is an inch thick. Cobwebs all over the place. Mr. Kent... Are we going crazy? We did see the great Gambini, didn't we? Wait a minute. There's something queer about all this, and I'm going to find out what it is. I'm telling you, we just came from inside the theater, and I can prove it. Come on. Where to? Out onto the stage. There'll be plenty of signs of a performance here tonight, and there'll be no doubting that we saw the great Gambini give a performance. Do you see what I see? All those seats, hundreds of them. 
covered with dust and cobwebs. And the curtain, the curtain we saw come down, all torn and tattered. Mr. Kendall, I'm getting scared. We we did see the great Gambini. Well, we... easy does it, Jimmy. You. Yes? Are you convinced now that you're... I want to see the dressing rooms in this theater. You can't convince me that Jimmy Olsen, Miss Sidney Rycroft, and myself didn't see the great Gambini here tonight. I'm telling you... You're telling me nothing. The dressing rooms. I want to see them. And I want to see them right now. Get started. This is the last dressing room of the lodge. Here, open the door. Well, go ahead in. All yours. Holy mackerel, Mr. Kent. This is just like all the other dressing rooms. All covered with dust and cobwebs. The man must be right, Mr. Kent. We must be wrong. Yes, I guess we are wrong. Well, sorry to have troubled you. Come on, Jimmy, let's go. You get a told in the first place you wouldn't find nothing. I've been watchman here for nine under two years, and I know there ain't been a performance here in all that time. Yes, yes. Well, good night. What do we do now? Jimmy, I want you to go back to the Daily Planet. Without you? Yes. You've got a little investigating to do, and I want to do it alone. Oh, gee, Mr. King. Do as I tell you, Jimmy. Oh, okay. Well, when will you get back to the office? I don't know. Now, scoot. Okay. See you later. All right. I needed to get rid of Jimmy, but I had to do it. Now to go back into that theater as Superman. Oh, can't seem to find a clue. Not a single clue. Why I'd expect to find one way up here on the balcony, I don't know. Funny. Whole theater darkened except for the light through that skylight. Dust all over the place. Dust and cobwebs. I know, I know I saw a performance here tonight. Gambini did make Miss Sidney Rycroft disappear into thin air. It was a shock to begin with, discovering that Sidney Rycroft, the English explorer, was a woman and not a man. Well, I'd bet... Wait. Lights. Lights have gone up on the stage. Now, that's the funny... Hmm, that little old man, the one Jimmy and I were just talking to, was walking out onto the stage. I better watch this carefully. Yep. He's rapping on the stage floor with his knuckles. Something tells me a uh, panel is sliding back in the floor of the stage. I'd better get down closer where I can see better and hear what's going on. All right, boys. All's clear. Did you get rid of that guy? Oh, sure. No trouble at all. Gambini's car is out in the back right now. Better bring the girl out. Everything okay? Yeah, we got a gag and tied up. Good. All right, then. Make it snippy. All right, you guys. Let's get the girl out to the car. Take it easy. Ah, oh, shut up, sister. Nobody can hear you anyway. You're wrong about that. What the devil? Who said that? Look. Look up there in the box. A guy in a red cloak. Look the girl down, you guys. Looks like we got a little job to take care of first. You bet you have. Holy jump. Did you see the leak that down there? From the box to the stage. All right, you men. What's going on here? Wouldn't you like to know? Oh, hold me hand. I busted me hand. Yes, and here's where I break your head. Oh, get him. Get him, you guys. Get him. Come on, gentlemen. One down. Two down. Well, that's that. Now then, Miss Rycroft, we'll remove that very annoying gag from your mouth. There. Oh. Oh, I, I don't know who you are, but I'm deeply grateful to you. We'd better get out of here. Oh, no. Not before I question these men. There are a lot of questions that need answering. Oh, they won't be able to tell you. They're, they're just common hoodlums hired by Gambini. They don't know anything. Oh, please, let's get away from here. Well, all right. Come on. Thank you so much for what you've done, but... But who are you? Why are you dressed that way? Never mind that. Not important. 
Now, perhaps I'd better see you to your hotel. Oh, no. No, please. I, I'll be all right. I, I was caught off my guard tonight, and I, I can't explain, but, but I'll be all right from here on. Well, I can't allow you to... Oh, don't worry. I've got a gun, and I know how to use it. I'll get in the cab, and I'll be all right. Oh, wait. Uh, would you do me another favor? Why, of course. There's a man named Clark Kent, a reporter on the Daily Planet. Uh, would you telephone him, please, and tell him I'm safe and that he mustn't come to see me again? Mustn't come to see you again. That's right. Tell him to just forget about the interview and the story and everything. Very well, I'll call him. Clark Kent, Daily Planet. That's right. And thank you. Thank you again. Would you excuse me, please? Uh, certainly, Mr. White. Here's the wife's being. Oh, hello, Lois. I don't know what's happened to Kent. I sent him out to interview Sidney Rycroft, the British explorer, and the next thing I know, Jimmy Olsen shows up here with a fantastic story about a woman disappearing in a theater that hadn't been used in years, and I don't know what else. What? I don't know, Lois. All I know is Kent better be able to explain all this or he gets his walking papers tonight. Yes. Goodbye. Of all the idiotic... Uh, perhaps, Mr. White, the young men will explain everything. Eh? No, I doubt it. It'll have to be pretty good. Oh, what a day. I spent most of it trying to get his blasted cowboy friend, Cumberweed Jones, out of jail. I finally succeeded, and that... Hello, Chief. I'll see you right away. Oh, sorry. I didn't see you had someone else with you. Quite all right, Kent. Come, do come in. Now, tell me, Kent... Did you make out all right on the interview with Sidney Rycroft? Well, that's the story. First thing I discovered was that Sidney Rycroft is a woman, not a man. A woman, eh? Yes. And then when hey, we went... I've had enough of this. If you can't attend a business, if you can't do your job as it should be done... Wait a minute, Chief. Wait a minute. What are you driving at? Trying to hoodwink me, are you? Well, I happen to know, Kent, that you spent the day gallivanting around town enjoying yourself. Huh? You never did go to see Sidney Rycroft for that interview, and I can prove it. Oh, Kent. Well, prove it, then. This gentleman sitting on my right, Mr. Kent, permit me to introduce him to you. Mr. Kent, may I present Sidney Rycroft, the British explorer. Mr. Sidney Rycroft, Kent. Mr. Sidney Rycroft. Well, Superman seems to be getting into another baffling mystery. What is the solution to the strange incident in the theater? Why did the beautiful English girl claim to be Sidney Rycroft? Be sure to hear the next episode of this thrilling and baffling mystery story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.
January 17, 1941. The Black Pearl of Osiris 2. Welcome to Superman Radio Revisited, the podcast that even Karens can get behind. I'm your host, Matt, and in this episode, we were following up from last episode, wherein Gambini, the great Gambini, and his magic act caused Sidney Rycroft to disappear and concluded his show. So Clark and Jimmy are growing concerned because he never brought her back. So they're heading backstage to find out what happened to her. And they knock on this door and no answer. It does open and then they go in, they find this old man. And I want to talk about this old man. He sounds like the way a 14-year-old doing an old man impression would sound. Or like anybody doing an old man impression would sound. You know how, and I'll just kind of say some of the stuff he says. He's like, this theater's been abandoned going on nine or ten years. And Gambini hasn't performed since 1924, 25 thereabouts. And... So I have no idea how old the actor is that would be portraying him, but I just kind of got a kick out of him. And Clark knows what he saw, and Jimmy knows it. You know, so they're kind of like, well, let us in. Let us look around. And Clark actually kind of starts getting tough because this old man is trying to have him leave. And this is ironic when you consider Clark, when you consider Clark is supposed to be the timid half of the equation. But it's also a special treat whenever you can see, you know, Clark acting tough just for that reason. You know, he's not acting timid and it's kind of nice. He doesn't take it to Superman levels, but the old man does relent. He kind of lets him look around and there's thick layer of dust all over the place. And there's cobwebs and, you know, they want to see the dressing rooms. Clark says he wants to go see the stage and the, the curtains torn there's dust and cobwebs all over the seats and it's almost as if uh, gambini had performed some dirty magic because you know they were just there and you know now it's all all looks abandoned they know that what they just came out of but even jimmy sounds convinced like well i guess he's right and you know they the evidence points to, yeah, it was, it's been abandoned. And, um, so Clark just kind of goes along with it and they're gonna leave. But, uh, yeah, like, like some dirty magic. And if you share my affection for the offspring, you know, what song is going to end the show. So Clark tells Jim, he needs to, well, another thing I picked out of this episode, well, Clark calls Jimmy Jim at one point. And this is just a little tangent I thought of and I wanted to share. So, I remember as a kid, you know, you go to the library, you rent books or or whatever from the school. And then, but there's a couple different things I was into. Child of the 80s, Light Gremlins, Life the Karate Kid Part 2, several other stuff. But I'm just saying, I remember in particular those maybe reading novels, at novel adaptations. For whatever reason, I remember this character that liked Billy in Gremlins. It was like his little friend. Minor character. But it always stuck out to me that this kid talked to Bill, or in the novelization, he liked hanging out with Billy because Billy treated him not like a kid because Billy's older and this kid was a kid. So, I mean, another thing 
is in the Karate Kid, I think it's the Karate Kid Part 2 adaptation, where it was talking about, you know, the same kind of relationship with Daniel and Mr. Miyagi. At one point in the novel, I think it says how he liked how Mr. Miyagi didn't treat him like a kid. Anyway, I think Clark calling Jimmy Jim is a small thing, but I think that's just a little way that maybe he's showing treating Jim like an older person. And I mean, he calls him Jimmy too, of course, but he, he does, you know, kind of correct him at one point about the fanatics instead of fantastics. But, you know, I just think Jimmy really likes hanging out with Clark because Clark doesn't treat him like a kid and he gives him respect. And of course that kind of goes out the window when he tells Jimmy to scoot because he wants to do an investigation, but you know, that he hated to do it. And so anyway, Jimmy's going back to the daily planet and going to tell Perry about all this. And then, so Clark does go back and investigate and there's fun bits that I'm going to pick out. Superman enters through a skylight, I believe. And then he goes down and he looks and he does, he's sneaking around. He does see the old man and he's, still looking very abandoned but then he sees that there's this panel that's going to slide back in the floor of the stage and i'm going to play a little clip right here something tells me uh, panel is sliding back in the floor of the stage i'd better get down closer where i can see better and hear what's going on i'd better get down closer where i can see better and hear what's going on or or superman you could use your telescopic vision and your super hearing both of which have been established in previous storylines of the radio show. But maybe this arc has a different writer or writers, but if there's an editor involved, you'd think that's something they would be keeping track of. However, moving on, so this Sydney Rycroft, who is bound and gagged, she's carried out by some toughs, and the old man's, I believe, says something about there's a car, Gambini's car that's coming up. And he's saying, no one will hear you, sister. And Superman announces that he, he can. And they're like, what the devil? And so that's kind of fun. That might be a comparison that Batman gets a lot. But it's kind of cool to see it attributed to Superman. And he jumps from the stage to the... From a box to the stage. Great leap. They're astounded. And this is another... They're saying they need they have a job to deal with and they're gonna take care of them. And I'm just gonna play a little clip of their fight. This is awesome. One down. Two down. Well, that's that. At the beginning of that clip, Superman says, Come on, gentlemen. And I love that because Superman beats people up so politely that he is probably the only being that, after you get your ass kicked, you're left wondering if you should thank him. You know, when you're conscious. So he takes out the thugs and he rescues Sidney Rycroft and removes that annoying gag. And she's very grateful for being saved. He wants to wait around for the thugs to wake up so that he can get some answers. She's acting scared, though, and wants to get out of the building, saying that they're Gambini's goons and they won't have any answers. So he escorts her out of the building and she's saying that she can take care of herself and she does want him to call Clark and tell him not to come after her. 
and he doesn't really want to leave her alone when she's going to hail a cab and go back to her apartment. But she's saying that she has a gun and knows how to use it, and she'll be fine. So meanwhile, at the Daily Planet, Perry's talking on the phone to Lois, which is a good reminder for the audience that she's still around. And this is also this is a good place to mention that this is two episodes that she's been on the phone with Perry, but we haven't heard her in either episode. So it's just a clever way to use Lois, but not actually employ the actress for these two episodes, Joan Anderson. But I fully expect she'll be coming into the story. Then Perry is just frustrated, saying, what a day. Because Jimmy had came and let him know everything that was happening. And he's talking to a man there. And he spent like most of the early part of the day getting Tumbleweed Jones out of jail. And he succeeded doing that. So that's great. We can imagine that Tumbleweed Jones and Jimmy will be palling around for a while now. Just ripping up Metropolis, having a great time. Hopefully staying out of trouble. And then, but anyway, this man saying perhaps... Clark will have some answers, and so when Clark does get there and says he wants to see the chief and sees that he's with somebody else, this Perry's going to introduce them, but first he's pretty mad at Clark, and he was saying earlier about giving him his walking papers and how Clark hoodwinked him, and he's been galvanning around town, and Clark's like, well, how could you know that? Like, say, what could possibly... And he introduces Clark to Mr. Sidney Rycroft. Mr. Sidney Rycroft. And this whole storyline so far, they've really been hanging a lantern on the fact that Sidney Rycroft is a woman. They thought that she was a, a he, a British explorer in the beginning. And so then it was a big shock that it's a woman. And then now we find out it's a man, or is it? Hard to say. We'll have to tune in. Which one's real? Which one's fake? But I definitely think that Sidney Rycroft is, I mean, the woman, is sketchy. Because how she just didn't want to stick around. She wanted to get out of there. And like I mentioned last time, she seemed to know about the finale to that magic act. So I was kind of surprised that she's actually bound and tied up in this episode. I kind of thought she was in it. But we know she's on the lam from that cult of Osiris. And there was that dagger in her door. So this is a baffling mystery. And it's just going to... We'll get some more answers from Mr. Sidney Rycroft next episode, I imagine. And this is where we conclude our coverage of this episode. Outside the radio show, as I sometimes like to talk about something else that was happening around this date, this time popular movies were High Sierra, White Eagle, Come Live With Me, So Ends Our Night, and Buck Privates. And that one I especially wanted to mention, Buck Privates starred Abbott and Costello, because last episode I mentioned that the dialogue in Perry's office was reminding me of a Abbott and Costello routine. Uh, 
And they definitely were popular in this era, popular comedy duo. If you would like to get in touch with Superman Radio Revisited, be part of the conversation, even be a guest in the future. Uh, I liked last episode how that was my daughter's birthday. Open invitation for anybody. You can have your birthday. Just tell me your birthday and you want to be on the show. Boom. Yours. So... Superman Radio Revisited is on Facebook. We have a Facebook group on Twitter, at Radio Superman, on Instagram. And you can send me a voice message that I can play on the show through the Anchor app. Thank you for listening to Superman Radio Revisited. Theme song, Superman, was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster and is copyright DC Comics. Theme song is Now Raise the Gods by Man's Ear. And all music used is copyright the original copyright holders. Thank you and goodbye.